the best coaches in the game, <laughs> we really ain't playing We regroup up in the slack chat where the coaches debrief We be piecing these puzzles, occupy the chunk of the pie Ain't no lie when we hit the block, helmets casket is top You be seeing helmet after helmet, helmet after helmet First place, second place, fifth place, eighth place, twelfth place, fifteen, sixteen, twenty So many helmets, you got blurred vision, we got too many What's up everyone, welcome back to the DFS Army Bold Calls Fantasy Football Podcast it is the beginning of draft season, very early draft season. And we're here today to discuss the QB rankings as part of our DFS Army draft kit that is dripping out, coming out every day. More stuff being added uh, here. We're late May. By June 1st, pretty much, most of the stuff will be populated, and we will continue to update everything as the season goes on. Now, these are the same QB rankings, says... That last year. Oh, oh, hi. How you doing? What's up, Seth? You forgot to, you forgot to introduce me to the audience. I got my partner in crime. We've been yeah. talking for so long. I forgot to intro you, man. How you doing? Right. I mean, you know, people are hearing this on the audio cast. They think you're doing a solo pod. They've already clicked off. Yeah. Well, no one wants to hear me. I'm, I'm just the <laughs> I'm just the looks and the uh, I'm just the looks here. You're the talent. Well, so uh, <laughs> let's. So this is the same QB ranking that last year. Got every one of you who was watching onto names like Lamar Jackson, onto names like Josh Allen, onto names like Dak Prescott, who no one we were way higher on last year. Fading names, fading names like Baker Mayfield at at ADP ahead of those guys last year who were going. So while the while the DFS uh, well while the fantasy world was zigging. We were zagging. And for me, I'm going to tell you, a lot of people downplay QB rankings. Like even my first thought when we were doing this was like, nah, QB rankings, wah, wah, right? That was my first thought. I'm like, every other position is more interesting. But realistically, I'm going to tell you that I won about 60% of the leagues I was in last season. And a big reason why, especially for my two QB leagues, was because I wound up with Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott pretty much in every one. Because we had them ranked so much higher than everyone else. So yeah, how did that work out for you last year, Says? Yeah, I mean, similar to what you just said, um, it's identify- it's identifying that guy that you can get as the late QB that won't just hold the foot. You hear so many times, like, hey, late QB, punt QB, get all the other position, fill it in with a combination of Kirk Cousin and Ben Roethlisberger. That's fine, but you really do have to hit at those other positions. If you can identify and really target that quarterback that is league-winning, then that makes a difference. It was Lamar Jackson last year. It was Patrick Mahomes the year before. And again, we don't know who it's going to be, but we could take pretty good shots at the board. But I think the days of wait on QB have become a little bit obsolete. And we're going to talk about that because Lamar Jackson basically broke that last year. I mean, if, if you're taking Lamar Jackson early this year, like if he falls to like the third or even fourth round, which I haven't seen happen too much, why the hell are we going to wait on QB? Why not just take the guy that can win us our league? So I think some of the the conventional one QB start one leagues, uh, the rules are changing a little bit, and that's what we need to discuss today. Do you want to hear something crazy? I saw a, a, a draft board on for, just yesterday on, on Twitter. Somebody had posted it. Maybe it was you. Um, of one of the NFFC $300 entry drafts. And you know who went in the first round? Yeah. Two, not one, 
two quarterbacks. Well, it makes sense because think about this. Like right now by ADP, you know who's going at pick 12 in the first round? It's Aaron Jones. We've had a discussion on Aaron Jones. You've said do not draft him. So if you're on the clock and you're like, I need to get my running backs because they dry up, or I could just take a guy that's going to score me 25 fantasy points a week. I mean, even though conventional wisdom says don't do that, the sharper players are saying, you know what? Let me just get fantasy points. I'm going to find a running back in the fifth round that ends up panning out. I don't know if those are the sharper players. We'll find out. The sharper player to me, and this is what I hope we're going to focus on here. To me, the sharper player will figure out who that quarterback is later that you can draft That's who, whose ADP is incorrect based on what they have the potential to produce. And I do believe that there are some gems like that floating around. Like last year, again, I'm all about value. And last year, the reason we were winning those leagues is because when everybody had Jackson ranked ninth or 10th. and No, they and had him like 13th and 15th. His ADP did not get into the top 10. Not even top 10, right? And and at Josh Allen, very similar. So we were able to wait until the 5th, 6th, 7th round in certain leagues, even in two QB leagues, get those guys a little bit later. So, but in your regular league, you were able to, you know, to wait on QB and still land a guy who was going to produce 25 plus uh, fantasy points a week. And that's what you want. So without further ado, the QB position, very important. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at says rankings right now. Cause they are live, essentially our rankings because um, we'll disagree, well, you, but, but we agree on a lot of these things and we're going to, these are the DFS that. army. These are my DFS army rankings. Your DFS army rankings will follow in the next yes. few weeks. And then we will have a composite ranking where when you subscribe to our draft kit, you'll be able to sort by geeks rankings. If you want to follow his, if you want to follow mine, you can do by says rankings, or if you'd like a composite, which is a simple average of the two. And then we'll also have ADP right next to it. So you could see where we deviate. Very That's simple. the key to everything, understanding the value against ADP. So let's jump right into it. Top top of the leaderboard is pretty simple. I think so you're making, you want to do it. You want to do it. You don't want to do it by outlier. You want to just do it by. No, first like, we got to start and just get 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 through. Let's get through the easy ones. Right. That well, I don't give away too on. much here. You want them to, you know, just pick the spots where you want to question me, because if you're going to give it all out right here, nobody's going to come check out the draft kit. Well, there's a lot more going on in the draft kit. There's notes, but also I do want to yeah. listen some. I think the top of the leaderboard is fairly, fairly simple. You're making a okay. decision between Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. It's that simple, right? So I don't think anyone disagrees that those two are the top two QBs. We're not going to break ground and become podcast of the year by talking about Lamar Jackson and Pat Mahomes as the top two. The question really is, when are you prepared to strike in one QB leagues with those guys? So that's my question to you. One QB league, high stakes league, your pride's on the line, your money's on the line. Where are you comfortable taking these guys? Is it at the end of the first like you saw in the NFFC? Is it the middle of the second? Is it any time in the second? So that's really, I mean, yes, full, uh, full disclosure. Those are my two top QBs. Pick which one you want first. Where do you take them, Geek? That, is, I don't, uh, well, I see where they're going and I don't like it. So I do see they're going as early as the end of the first round. But their ADP, okay, go with their ADP though. Their ADP is not that. Their ADP is right now is respectively is pick 20 and 25. So Lamar's going uh, three picks before, he's going 2.4. And Pat Mahomes is going uh, right on the turn. He's going 3.1. I think that if I'm late in the second round, let's say, let's say I, I took, let's say I had the number one pick and I take Christian McCaffrey. 
or the number two pick, and I take Saquon Barkley. And now it comes back around to me in the second round, and Lamar Jackson is still hanging out. And I'm making a decision between like a Lamar Jackson and, you know, maybe maybe um, maybe someone like Mike Evans or Kenny Galladay or Amari Cooper, that group of players, maybe a, a, a running back like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and that type of group. I think I would go, if, if Lamar Jackson was still hanging out, I think I'm taking Lamar there and then hoping that I'll get, you know, a stud player on in the third round early and just running my draft that way. I'd be pretty happy with an early pick this year if I could get McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson and let's say another pick, you know, on that turn. That That's a perfect scenario for me. Yeah, I mean, for me, I, I've made a, a pretty simple rule here. In Lee, you know, and I've I've done the different, I've I've done it different ways, but I've I've taken Lamar in the second. I've taken Pat Mahomes in the early third. But here's my basic rule of thumb: I I want either one of these guys at any point in the third round. So I'm probably not going to take them any time in the second round, even though they're worth it, because I know that I, I'm you know my the next two QBs on my list: Lamar, um, Dak Prescott, and and Kyler Murray, three and four respectively. If I, if I miss out on those on the two stars in the in the second, I'm sorry, in the third, I'm okay getting those other guys at ADP. So the rule I've made in drafts are important to me. I'm staying. I'm being disciplined in the second. Any time in the third that one of them fall to me, I'm clicking yes. I, I'm totally fine with that. And what what are the ADPs right now for Murray and Dak? Because I don't think those two are that far behind. Well, yes, they're actually significantly behind as far as ADP. So in our rankings, Kyler Murray is three, Dak is four. But when you talk about actual ADP, uh, Murray, who's the next QB off the board, doesn't go until the middle of the fifth round. And Dak goes at the end of the fifth round. So, yeah, so perfectly fine and acceptable. And and by the way, wait, are you the, in on those guys there, though? Or at that point, are you going to continue to wait? I have Dak ahead of um, Kyler. But me too. Yeah, yeah. So I would but yes, I'm definitely in on that. And and by the way, you're not doing too bad if you got Josh Allen. I do think next. And I do think that's where the drop off happens. So Okay. So remember, we have you're you're talking Josh Allen. I have him at 5 in my rankings, Deshaun uh, Watson at 6, but ADP does not. ADP has Russell Wilson at 5 and Deshaun Watson at 6. Y- and you know, Allen. I've warned everybody here year after year after year that the ADP And the consensus on Russell Wilson is wrong. I've had him in my dynasty league since he was a rookie. I've, I've lived and died with this kid. I love him, but his, his style of play does not, is not conducive to scoring every single week. He's very up and down. The team will run the football. It does look good for, for Seahawks throwing a lot this year. They've added some weapons and more importantly, their running back situation is not as great as maybe it looked uh, the last couple of years. So it could be an up year for Russell Wilson in terms of his production, but he's on a team that will throw that will run it when they can. They will play conservative when they can. And when that team is winning the game, you, you're going to get 12 point games out of Russell Wilson way too often. And some of these other guys almost never produce a 12 pointer. They almost never dud. Wilson will have monster games because he has that type of talent, but no, no, he's definitely not a guy that anybody should be reaching for. And Russell Wilson, to me, is interchangeable with pretty much a pile of guys that I would never take him early. He is not a quarterback that you should be wasting a pick on 
early. I'm sorry, haters. Don't hate me. Hate them. Hate them. I don't think anyone's gonna. I don't think anyone's gonna hate you. And I think that is perfectly reasonable. And Russell Wilson, I think, goes a little earlier on name recognition, and he does have the spikes, meaning the big weeks. So. Um, it's often you forget once you're, you know, if you're done dirty for two weeks with 12 point games and all of a sudden he gives you a 40 and wins you an important week, all is forgiven. But once you're in that part of the QB rankings, you want consistency with spikes. And I think that's what, you know, we agree. Josh Allen, Daniel Jones, uh, guys like that. Even Deshaun Watson has those where at least even without DeAndre Hopkins, we think the floor is probably like 17, 18 fantasy points. Cause he's you, so good. What's the worst thing. All right. You agree with that, though, with Deshaun Watson? Yes. Okay. I'm going to tell you what's the worst thing, and you can. This is this is important. The worst thing that happens when you're rolling your your fantasy league is your quarterback is going. It's Monday night. You're down by 13 points. You're like, I got fucking got this. The 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 meter bar reads 98. percent You're going to win. Okay. You need to have a quarterback that you can lock in for 20 points. I've got this shit. And then you get Russell Wilson. He puts up seven because they run it with Chris fucking Carson. Every, every play, he doesn't do shit the whole game and you lose your week. And this happens a lot with Wilson. He, if you look at his returns, they're going to be 44s. And then there's going to be a a seven, a 12, a 13, a 13 and eight. This is crazy. They almost behave like Russell Wilson's fantasy scores are almost that of like a wide receiver. And you almost don't mind it with a wide receiver. You almost, you almost expect it with a wide receiver. You don't expect it with your quarterback. Here's the good news, Geek and DFS Army, that you're never going to have to worry about it. It's never going to be a decision point for you. Because if you follow our rankings, he is going to go off the board way earlier when you're picking your premium tight end, when you're picking uh, uh, you know, your running back three. Someone is going to do you the favor and they're going to take Russell Wilson. So it's not even a problem. Unless you're in a league with other DFS Army subs- members, and then they're all going to know. You know what I'm saying. Up. Yes, if we're all yeah. off the same cheat. You know, you know, I'm even going to say this. Even in a league like that, when it's all family, all DFS Army members, there's still a guy that is from Seattle that Seahawks are his favorite team. It still happens. We've seen it every year. It's not going to change this year. And especially with the narrative that you just identified that the Seahawks are earmarked to throw a little bit more because of some, what, because Rashad Penny's hurt. That's why they're going to throw more. They just signed Carlos Hyde, who, whether we like it or not, had the best year of his career last year and should stay, not stay, not be good, but stabilize the running attack to get them the three and a half yards that they're so desired to look for. He's exactly the kind of guy. I hate Pete Carroll. But I'm just saying it's like, I don't like narrative is developing based on uh, Rashad Penny being out for the first eight games ridiculous Rashad Penny is is then doesn't do shit anyway so we all agree we like Russell Wilson less than the field and and what I would tell you is beyond like a Josh Allen Deshaun Watson normally would be a difference maker but because they didn't give him any wide receiver talent to throw he's so good though he's so good that good but he you listen it's hard to get beyond the fact that you lose the best wide receiver or one of the best wide receivers in the NFL and you replace him with a guy who's just been a massive disappointment. And well, let me ask you this. himself like Brandon cooks is just disappointing. And then He's- Mr. Hammy himself, Will Fuller. I mean, you know, well, stretch well, it out, brother. 
Stretch it. Well, we agree that Will Fuller is an elite wide receiver when on the field. He's just unhealthy. He's I mean, to have to, and then Brandon Cooks has actually been good. He's just, you know, the concussions is the problem. And then let, whether we like him as a fantasy player or not, Randall Cobb, who they signed, is is a capable pass catcher. I'm not saying he's an elite option. He's someone that you could put on the field and you're and he's gonna, you know, get pass splitted. They have a couple tight ends there. Uh one for the red zone, Darren Fells, and Jordan Thomas looks to be, you know, entering that third year, very athletic. They have pass catchers. Kenny Stills is still there. He can he's a capable receiver. I think that normally we talk about receivers as long as they have like a, an average QB or someone capable of supporting the passing game, they're going to be okay. I think this is the opposite. Deshaun Watson so good. He is like the Julio Jones of quarterbacks or the Michael Thomas of quarterbacks that need Who's, Even right, just something that's ca- just professional receivers. As long as it doesn't have like the Patriots receiving core from last year, he's fine. Now, who's manning the uh, running back position for the Texans? Your boy David Johnson and uh, Duke Johnson, the Johnson brothers, Johnson and so, Johnson. What does that tell you about how they're going to score their touchdowns? They're going to pass. They're going to have to pass because uh, Duke does not run up the middle. He's a pass catcher. Now, there's an argument in the DFS community that he can run up the middle, but he hasn't done it. Yeah. Uh, And we know that David Johnson can't run up the middle. He's just a pass catcher. So and and we also know that Houston doesn't like throwing to the running back, which makes the whole thing fucking weird. But nonetheless, um, they're going to have to throw for Teddy's. So. Deshaun Watson definitely. Right, well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So, because I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fixing my rankings on the fly. You, you, you hate Russell Wilson. I have Deshaun Watson at six and Russell Wilson at seven. Would you flop them, or would you rather have Russell Wilson over Deshaun Watson? Who would you rather have? Oh no, I don't want. I want Deshaun Watson over Russell Wilson. Oh wait, one I more. Daniel Jones over Russell Wilson. Well, and then I have. I, well, I have Russell Wilson. It went over, over, over Russell Wilson. Okay, so actually, I have, Carson Wentz is just as volatile. Okay, cool. So let's take a look at ADP. I'm just going to really quick take a look at the uh, QB ADP data, and I'm trying to see where some of these. Well, I'm higher on Daniel Jones than ADP. I I have Daniel Jones at QB9 ahead of Aaron Rodgers, and I think ADP has him out of the top 12 at QB13. I'll give you the biggest surprise that I see in ADP, or a couple of big surprises. Versus my rankings. Versus your rankings and just overall. Tom Brady. Now, he's going, his ADP right now, and Drew Brees. Drew Brees is going eighth. Tom Brady is going ninth uh, in ADP. And um, I think Tom Brady's the biggest shocker for me. Let's see where you have uh, Brady here. Um, you have him 19th overall, so you are very low on Tom Brady. Him. Whereas ADP loves Tom Brady. Ninth overall, they're saying, hey, this is a better version of Jameis Winston. Winston did amazing in this offense. They're going to finally unleash the cannon of Brady. He's going to, you know, he's got the reins of Belichick off of him. And he's going to go bananas out there, throwing for tutties, 50 touchdowns this year. Peyton Manning, when he went to the Broncos, the first year where he went crazy and just threw touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. We drafted in the first round the next year. He fell off. He sucked. Went to the Super Bowl, won it. Couldn't throw a pass. It was really weird. Is Tom Brady the new Peyton Manning to the Broncos? 50 touchdowns on the Bucks, And are we crazy for not moving him up the ranks and assuming that he's going to have this rejuvenated thing going on here? Because that's what the ADP is saying, says. Yeah, so Bra- 
Brady, um, he's he's again one of these guys that's going on name recognition in some of these early drafts. High now, presumably, you know they're going to be better. The Bucks. I mean, they've upgraded their. I'd be sorry for for Brady. This is going to be great. He's upgraded all his weapons. He has Chris Godwin, Mike Evans. They added Gronk, right? They have, um, you know, just they have other capable pass catchers. The problem is that no one's more of a chemistry guy than Brady. And let's face it, the guy's 43 years old. It's got to go off the cliff at some point, I'm, even if it's not going off the cliff. It didn't look great last year. I'm not willing to – and I, I agree that Chris Godwin will be supported. It will be kind of his Julian Edelman. That's a popular narrative. He's going to – that's right. Chris Godwin's route tree coincides well with Tom Brady's skill set. Underneath, short passes, a guy that he could trust, that's sure-handed. Now, I think it's a commonly, uh, widely accepted narrative also that Mike Evans, with his skill set, um, you know, deep balls, um, you know, contested catches, might see a little bit uh, loss of value. It doesn't mean he's not going to he's he's not going to be good, just maybe not as good as he would have been with Jameis Winston. That said, it's also a new team, a new system. There's new entrances to the stadium. You know, Brady is, you know, he's for 20 years, he's worked in the same place. He goes to the same door. Everything's a little different for fantasy purposes. And I'm not saying the Bucs won't be a good team or better under Tom Brady versus Jameis Winston. But I just think that it just, there's going to be an adjustment period and people are going to be disappointed for fantasy. Even if it's for the first five or six games, if you're relying on Brady, that's a problem. I could see him having a good second half of the year, but other than Chris Godwin, I'm fading Brady. Now there's people that are in on him. There's people that are fading him. Uh, If you're going to follow my rankings, you're probably not going to get him. I have him at 19. I'll make a little counterpoint. Just a little counterpoint. The biggest problem with Brady has always been he doesn't get you anything with his legs. So it's 100% throwing for touchdowns. that, and that's my point. If you need, and I want to let you make your point, but if you're banking on Brady to be a top ten QB, he needs five thousand yards and he needs he needs thirty eight touchdowns. He needs that because he's getting zero with his legs. He needs to do a ton with his arm. Now the counterpoint is the Bucks do not have a prolific running game, or at least they haven't had one up till now. I think maybe where people are going wrong is like maybe under a quarterback like Brady, who can read a defense and check down and and is often it's hard to know if it's his proclivity to check down to a running back or if that's just the offense they ran in new england but they always were very disciplined about hey if they're showing us run we're gonna run it if they're showing us pass we're gonna pass it like they were that way so does brady being there change the tampa offense to a more run heavy approach if so then yes this prediction will come true uh brady will not probably make the value that we're really looking for. But if it's one of these things where the Bucks are like, now nah, we don't like to fucking run it. And Brady's like, good. Cause I'm fucking sick of not throwing it. I'm better than the running back. My arm is better than the running back. And I'm more accurate than uh, Jameis Winston. And I read a defense way better than Jameis Winston ever did. Yeah, I mean, that's in his that, superpower. It, that's Brady's superpowers. The priest. It is. So in that we could see Peyton Manning, uh, year one with the Broncos, we could see a thirty-six plus touchdown season. Can and wait, hold on, are you discounting this? Because when Peyton Manning went to the Broncos, he was thirty-seven. Okay, he may he might have been thirty-six. It was probably thirty-seven. Tom Brady's forty-three. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because J- Peyton's fall off in athleticism 
happened the next year, right? So his second year, he was literally incapable of delivering the football. Like, it's just the athleticism. We think Brady still had it. He looked pretty good last year throwing 40, football. Th- not 40, 40. He's very 40. old. He's going to be very old. Well, it's certainly hard to imagine that he's going to start running it, that he's going to be more athletic. But again, if they let him throw a lot, I think his accuracy was still there and his deep ball was still there last year. He had terrible. Ter- remember the last couple of years, he has had no talent at the wide receiver position. He's making guys like Philip Dorsett into touchdown scores because there's no one there. So this time he's got a fucking crew around him. That's very, very good. So, I mean, I understand, listen, when you've got Godwin Gronk Evans, you've got a team around you of pass catchers that could make you look better. So I understand why people are taking, I do think he'll have a better fantasy season than he's had in the last few years. And we've seen Brady when he's on put up those 25s, put up those. I'll get, I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Brady or Baker Mayfield? Yeah. See, this is a good. I, I like Mayfield better. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let's, let's stick with this. Matt, a healthy Matt Stafford, who's healthy by all accounts, who was crushing last year, who I just moved up my ranks to twelve overall. Um, Stafford or Brady? Yeah, I'm. I'm going with Stafford if he's healthy. Okay. But I well, do think that Stafford is an extreme risk of back injury. Right, but if you take Stafford early for his upside, you could always come back and cuff him with a, in two QB. There's none of this. Oh, we're talking two QB now. All right, so let's get oh, into two, this. Oh, and two QB. Yeah, talking. because these are all guys that I'm like taking in the 10th round, 11th. Here's the thing with Brady, his ADP. I'm not reaching for Brady. I've If I'm in a redraft league, and, and if I'm beyond, if we've gone beyond basically Dak Prescott. Well, hold on a second. You're going to have to reach for Brady if you want him. He's going as the QB8 in the NFFC right my, now. Then he won't be on my team. Well, there's that's my that's, that's my point. That's that it. now you've made my point for me. Yeah, you're you, of course you're willing to gamble because the uh, situation's good and the the weapons are good. Yeah, I would love to gamble at, at QB thirteen also for him. But you know what? If you're gonna have to take him, you know, if you're if in the seventh round where he's going, it's just it's not. That's what people are doing. They're saying, hey, I'm gonna forego my wide receiver starting wide receiver three for Tom Brady. I'm gonna forego getting Will Fuller, Deontay Johnson, or whatever wide receiver three you want to get Tom Brady. It's just not willing to do it. That's all I'm trying to tell you here. Uh, that I agree with. hundred. I, I was just making the counterpoint that I do think Brady can have a better year than he's had. Sure. But, I'll but agree with you, but just again, not in the seventh round. Having is QB 18 type seasons. So it's not a far path to a better year than that. Um, another guy. All right. So let's move on from that because we are both in agreement. Um, Drew Brees, I like a little bit more. I don't mind Drew Brees where he's where he's going in that top twelve. By the way, right. um, know, I have him buried. I have him buried. You buried him. I believe QB that 17. the Saints are getting away from the run heavy approach that they used. We saw a little bit of that last year when Ingram wasn't there. They really didn't do the same run heavy approach that they had done with when they were trying to get Ingram and Kamara the football. Um, Kamara still out there. And he's still a supreme talent, and he's still a massive threat to steal the tutties. The Saints defense is going to be very good when they're at home. That's just what they do. They stop the run. They're a good defensive team for some whatever reason on occasion. Sometimes they're not. It's a weird team. But I think the addition of Emmanuel Sanders there, finally giving up a second option that's like of a quality pass catcher for breeze. And then, you know, they're going to throw to Mike Thomas 13, 14 times a game. And of course you could throw to Kamara and they just throw to their crew of Nayer do wells, you know, 
as well, I think um, Breeze is certainly a fine pick for for right around that, you know, right around where he's going, 10th, 11th, that range. I'm fine with it. 12th, 13th. All right, well, I'll up with him, though, because, again, name recognition is pushing him in ADP a little bit higher than what I would be. Okay, so you want me to give my explanation of why I put him at QB 17? Yeah. All right, so uh, the last three seasons, the 2017, 18, and 19 season, uh, the the Saints, as far as where they rank in pass attempts per game for the whole season, 18, 19, and 21. So they're in the bottom half of the league in, in pass attempts, which means they are running more. And they are. They're running more. Then when they get down to the goal line, there was a time five years ago where you'd get that breeze sneak. You can count on two and a half rushing touchdowns for him. That's all gone away. That's Taysom Hill now. Also, what they'll do is some revert, like basically about six or seven touchdowns that would be breezes are coming off the board and then they're a run heavy attack. Now, I agree in a yard situation, Drew Brees looks like he hasn't lost it. He's accurate. He's good. But for fantasy, the guy doesn't run at all. He's statuesque like Brady. And I, I think he's still going to be a good quarterback. But just what I've seen over the last two seasons and in this in the playoff runs where Taysom Hill gets put in. And they remember, they paid Taysom Hill. They gave him $16 million to stay with them for a couple of years. They signed Jameis Winston. Breeze, you know, he was dinged up for a few games last year. I just think, and again, I like Drew Breeze, just like you said, for all the reasons you identified. I don't disagree with anything except the ADP. I just think in that range where you have to take Drew Brees, Drew Brees right now in the NFFC ADP, he is going as QB eight, right? Uh, the guys that are going after him that I'd rather have, I'd rather have Carson Wentz at 11. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is the QB 12. Obviously Daniel Jones is 13 and Stafford 14, Baker Mayfield 15. Baker Mayfield's right where I draw the line, but those four that I've said right above him, Wentz, Rogers, Jones, Stafford, I would take ahead of him. So again, I like Breeze for all the reasons you said, but for all the reasons I just identified, I can't take him inside the top 10 in one QB leagues. I'm down with what you're saying. And and those names, especially Daniel Jones, I mean, the, some of these ADPs in the NFFC tells me there's a lot of edge to be had in the NFFC in general, in high stakes now, fantasy football, on- because the 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 picks that are being made here, and this, I, I do actually think this stuff levels out. Yeah, of course. As, it will, we, it, as we get closer to the season. Any Listen, any lines that level out. So if you make a bet now on any of the sports books for any prop or any um, line, you're gonna if you see value now, it's going to get massaged out as, as the public gets more and more into it. Now, P, I've heard people, Barry Daniels, now we like him. We think he's a top 10 QB as far as for fantasy, but... People have said that the Giants' first game, the first five games are murder's row and that they could see Daniel Jones going off to a horrible start and that he could end up on waiver wires. I've seen that narrative surface too. Again, I saw enough. I know you saw enough from Daniel Jones with the dual threat, with the weapons he has. And listen, it's a new system. It's Jason Garrett, who, you know, but my answer to that was he produced the top five season for Dak a couple of years in a row. So listen, uh, we want quarterbacks that can run. I can't stress this enough. If I'm paying anything beyond just a late pick for a guy, and and this is, if we have to have one takeaway from the QB position, this should be it. If I'm paying any sort of a premium, if I'm wasting, if I don't have like two players on my bench before I'm even drafting a quarterback in a single QB league, if the guy doesn't run it, I'm not reaching for him. 
if he can't get me scoring with his legs, he's just another guy to me. And at that point, I'll just take the next guy that, that you mentioned Stafford, you're Stafford. You're getting him in like round 11, 12 nah, in, in, oh, in, in according to ADP. Yeah, and in a redraft, yeah, yeah. And, and right in my my rankings, we're reaching up a little bit to take him. Well, I don't need to reach. I'm just going to take him <laughs> a little like, bit because once you get like in that round range. eleven, you know, instead of twelve, but but you can get this guy. Baker Mayfield is like poison. He's kryptonite. Everybody got hurt with him last year. All new system, new coordinators, actual competency in the coaching staff. He should have a better year. You can get him really late. And, oh, if he fails, you know, Ryan Tannehill's available. Uh, a whole bunch of – and the rookies. And how about Sam Darnold, Sammy Dizzles? So, yeah. I mean, Sam can... Darnold, again, I, I understand the reason for skepticism there. Coach, uh, new receivers, shortened offseason. I love – by the way, we love Sam Darnold long-term. Dynasty is one of our favorites. He's younger than Joe Burrow. We've heard that a million times. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Um, you know, so we like – you know, last season I give him an incomplete grade, ba Sam Darnold that is, based on the mono, you know. So he, he looked like he was about to break out before that. And, uh, you know, and by the way, something else that I've thought about as you bring up Sam Darnold is – I'm not going to be as anti-Gase as I once was. And not because I think he's good or anything like that, but just because we just don't know he's bad yet. We just don't, like we don't know he's bad. I we do. don't I know do. that. Like know. We just don't know he's good he's yet. really now, bad with Miami. Yes, but in all fairness, the, he, he did go 10-6 and six with Miami this first year. I mean, people forget that. He did go 10-6, and six, and then it just – he. He's by all accounts, he's a weird dude, right? He's a Adam Gase is a weird guy. The taco looking all over, and other players have individually performed once they've left him. But what that's I'm just saying a, is, I'm, I'm, that's I'm a just, scary. That's a scary. Yeah, like, that's a scary. But what I'm saying is that was that situation. Then you know you also have the Broncos situation when he was there and he did well, and everyone could say yes, it's Peyton Manning. But what I'm just saying is that this is the season I'm going to make my decision on the Adam Gase. But I'm leaning. I'm going to be easily persuaded that he's not good. But feels, I just want it feels bad. I, it feels bad. It feels bad, but I've, I've yeah. said to myself, I'm going to hold off on making that decision. Everything's lined up. Forget. Let's see what happens this season. All right. I'm Any others you want to talk about before I'm, we uh, I'm, quit? Yeah, I'm going to just look at some crazy um, rankings that you talking have. to that mic, man. Talking to that mic. Yeah, I'm going to talk about some some of your personal rankings, and and they're a little bit off from ADP, and they're a little crazy to me. So number one is you've got Dwayne Haskins ranked not last. <laughs> yeah, I I have him at twenty. I have him at twenty. Why? What has Dwayne Haskins ever shown you that says he should be ahead of Kirk Cousins? That he should be ahead of Sam Darnold, Rivers, Minshew, Burrow, everybody? How? Do, I mean, he should be last, yeah, or just so hanging out with Derek Carr at the end of the list? Totally great question, and I and I respect it. And again, you're not going to have to ever take him here. So. We, when Dwayne Haskins start, uh, got his first opportunity to play, he didn't look like an NFL player. He looked like a deer in headlights. We all agree. That was the lasting impression. All right. By all accounts. Now, let's let's go back to our prospect um, evaluation on Dwayne Haskins. I had a very high evaluation on him. He had one of the best college seasons of all time. 50 touchdowns he's seen in his last year there, you know, with Terry McLaurin, who's his who's his wide receiver now. OK, the last few games I went and rewatched Haskins. It didn't look bad to me. And I said to myself, okay, let's it, it, a lot of new jobs that I started. The first couple of cracks I got at it, I was a little overwhelmed. Even this coaching, 
<laughs> this job, right. He takes a minute to get in your own. So I took a, le- a look at the last three games, last four games, and it looked all right to me. And now they have Ron Rivera, who's had uh, stabilized the atmosphere. It was a little bit chaotic there. Okay, they've upgraded the weapons. Darius Geis is healthy. I just think that there's enough upside. I mean, he was the consensus QB2 uh, coming out of when he was drafted. And I just think that there's enough upside to reach on someone like Haskins in one quarterback leagues where you can grab a safety net lower just in case it doesn't work out. Where So that's what I'm saying. is like even though there, there's tremendous downside in your one – for Haskins, there's if you, if you reach up and take him, like you just said, you can go back and get Jimmy Garoppolo or Teddy Bridgewater or even Phillip Rivers or Derek Carr, your favorite, later. But if – you know, we said this last year. If, if Dwayne Haskins hits, he – has a chance not to be Lamar Jackson, obviously, but he could be that quarterback you get in the 10th round that ends up being 24 points per game. No one thought Ryan Tannehill had it in him, right? Right system, new coach. Not saying it's likely. I'm saying it's possible and it's worth reaching up. In most drafts, he's going in the 15th round. And yeah, I take, mean, yeah, I, I want to clarify. When you're saying reaching up, what you're saying is... Take him in the 10th. Listen, you don't have to take... Dwayne has In your redraft league, Dwayne Haskins is available with your last pick. Correct. Like, so, if you so want to secure it, yeah. What you're be, what you're saying here though is, throw this guy on your bench. You don't really have to waste draft capital to get him. And his upside is, wow, he could surprise and wind up being a useful piece. And maybe he's useful, better than like the right. Carson Wentz you took at pick. Correct. Now so, you got what I'm saying, right? So, so I, I just want to clarify because the the wording isn't clear. We're not. No one's saying, hey. Go draft Dwayne Haskins in round five. No, the no. guy's ADP is like not drafted. So what you're saying is you put and, and this is fine. And in two and in two QB leagues, this is the guy that if you waited on QB, you're looking at like first. him. You're looking at Jason Statham, Jaron Stitham. Uh, my guy, I call him Jason Statham. You're Jared, looking at Jared like Jared some Stud of these guys him. like, oh, my gosh, I got to play Gardner Minshew as my starting at two QB league. So. This is just a guy, and and all of those are going ahead of Dwayne. Everybody wants everybody but Dwayne Haskins. So the idea here is, listen, in your redraft league, this is just a guy that you would take with your last pick, throw him on your bench. His ADP is crazy. Um, it's like, let me see where it is here. Dwayne well, has 31. Yeah. Thir- after 31 QB. Hold Q- on. His QB is, sorry, his ranking, his ADP is QB 31. His ADP is 232, which is undrafted. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. His ranking is 31, meaning he's going after Jameis Winston. People are 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 drafting the backup, Jameis Winston, ahead of this guy. He's now our now bring it back to our our discussion on rankings. I have him ranked QB 20. So remember, when you use my rankings, you also need to pay attention to ADP. All I'm saying, and the geek identified it perfectly, is. Take a shot on Dwayne Haskins where you need to, especially in one QB leagues. He could easily, he you can cut, if he doesn't even show a pulse in week one, if he just shows the same old Dwayne Haskins, cut, no problem. But if he shows a little something in week one, you may want to hold to week two. And I'm just saying is he's that guy this year who I like, not that is, is definite, but there's the upside to be a top seven, top eight QB. It's there. There it is. There it is. Um, a surprise late round pick and a great potential pick as your QB three. You know, and, and yeah, 
and you don't need him and you don't need three QBs in one. No, QB. no, but in a in a super flex. Oh yeah, no, he'll be he'll go he'll go he's higher. A guy who's going to go potentially as a QB three. In other words, what happens in super flex leagues is you know you get your top twenty four out, and this guy's below that. So there will be teams that have a third quarterback. Some teams just won't get one. This well, is me, like a guy who might end up emerging. Because, uh, you know, you're again, you're making decisions, t- Teddy Bridgewater. Well, let me ask you this, Geek. Let me ask you this. So, I mean, if you're if you already have in one QB leagues, if you already have your your top eight QB, if you've already secured, um, you know, you've already secured Matt Ryan, someone safe and boring or Aaron Rodgers, who's got a little more upside and you're just and you have a deep enough bench where you're looking for a QB two. Would you rather take a shot on Haskins or, or Kirk Cousins? I mean, that's really what I'm t- asking you here. I don't know. I, I think if I if I had to start the guy, I'd feel safer with Kirk Cousins. Kirk You're Cousins right. is fine, but that's not how you win leagues. Being safer, you win leagues. No. But I mean, I, I I more think of him as the third guy. Like if you ask me the question, would I rather have him or Teddy Bridgewater? Sure. That now you got me thinking. I am not a big Dwayne Haskins. I'm not on the same boat as you. I right. think he looked like shit last year. So, but I so I'm we not. We watched those last few games though. The last few games he did. Of course, I watched every game. And he looks good for for spells. That happens though. But we come back, and it's the same team. This is the Drew Lock. You have Drew Lock. You know what? Let me throw one one other guy in there. All right, Drew Lock. Now, all right. Your ranking sixteen QB sixteen QB right 16. after right Ahead after of- Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. Right. Well, just to give perspective, uh, you know, I have uh, Baker at thirteen, Matt Ryan at fourteen. Ben Roethlisberger at 15 and Drew Locke at 16 in my one QB rankings. Okay. Believe it or not, my two QB rankings, I would push Drew Locke up and I can explain that at another time. But consensus ADP has him at, at QB 22 overall. Now here's my issue with that. Again, two QB league. Everybody's excited. You, the, the, the push up you're ahead of Drew Locke has never shown anything that says he could produce fantasy points at the QB position. He didn't do it. At all last season. Now, they added a whole bunch of weapons. I get it. But a lot of these weapons are young. They're rookies. It takes some time for them to develop. I don't see it with Drew Locke. I I think there's a lot of risk here for a guy who's never had like a 20-point fantasy game. And he had Houston. He had a big game against Houston. He had 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 one 25-er. I mean, you know. That was when Noah Fant broke that long run. I mean, you know, it's uh, it, it's uh, I understand, and and the the key to this is getting ahead of it before it happens. It's forward looking. So when we look at Drew Locke, you have to take a forward looking approach. You have to look at what the team did. And now, Drew Locke was a second round real life pick for a reason because teams didn't have faith in him being a locked in guy. Now, John Elway had the chance to add some very good veteran help. He had the chance to add Cam Newton. He had a chance to add Jameis Winston. He had the chance to draft a, a, a quarterback, right? He had all these opportunities. He had a chance to add Andy Dalton if he wanted. He chose to stay with Drew Locke. That says something. That says the team, whether you or I like him or not, the team does. They upgraded all the weapons around him. Everything is set up for Drew Locke to succeed. Now, the reason he's going at QB 20 on ADP and QB 16 with me is because he hasn't done it yet. Had he did it, done it yet, he'd be up there with Carson Wentz. This is how we win the league at quarterback, by taking the guy that the, all, all of the circumstances are set up for it. It just hasn't happened yet, and that's when you have to strike. Because I next year like at this time, we're going to be talking about him as QB 7 ahead of Russell Wilson. Let me, let me give you my counterpoint. 
my counterpoint is I think that John Elway is really bad at evaluating quarterbacks. <laughs> I actually think he's been horrific at it. So I think that he thinks that he's smarter than everybody else. And I like John Elway. I think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Um, I think he thinks he's smarter than everybody else. And he's been bad at it. He's shown no propensity to be able to evaluate the quarterback position. And I know it seems crazy. You're like, hey, well, it's fucking John Elway. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. How could you even be saying this, Geek? You're fucking nuts. I'm canceling you from the show. You're out. But don't throw me off. I'm just telling you, the dude, w- give me one example of a good drafted quarterback a drafted, from the right, John I was gonna... Elway era. Or right, even well... a good pickup. They had Peyton Manning. They had him playing when he was dead. Well... You know, at that point, it was you know, it was kissing the ring of the Godfather with Peyton Manning. He'd already, you know, had like, a, where has he proven oh, that so, he knows how to draft a quarterback? So you could say, all right, so he hasn't so far, and I agree with that. He's missed on three or four QBs, including and Patrick. trades. Was Brock Lobster on that team for a minute? Yeah, Brock, Brock Osweiler, Osweiler Paxson Lynch. Okay, but wouldn't you say that he's maybe due for a hit? I mean, he doesn't. You <laughs> even bullshit, even if you, that's bullshit. Even if you put me up against a, um, you know, if, I, if I'm swinging a bat against a college pitcher, I'm probably going to miss the ball if he's throwing fastballs 89, 95 times out of 100. But there's a chance I can accidentally foul one off. No, because your entire argument before, now I'm just making a counterpoint. I'm not trying to be a dick, yeah. but I'm making a counterpoint. The entire argument was hey, the team didn't sign Jameis Winston, they didn't sign Cam. They didn't sign yeah. uh, uh, believe in them. Red Rocket. They must believe. They're but right like, there. what does that mean to me when they fucking proven that they are terrible at evaluating quarterback? Didn't they bring in Joe Flacco? I mean, it's been a nightmare of bad okay, quarterback so here, after here, bad quarterback on that team. Here's what I'm saying. Okay, so this it doesn't apply to fantasy, but they they had a they went four and one with him as a starter. Okay, whatever. We all it's know relevant. that. Right, irrelevant. No, not irrelevant. It's, it's enough. Irrelevant. Work. It's a good running team. They they they're Why able not? to win even with terror. Like that's not. It's still Can a jump. Let me let me. Would be a great team if they had a quarterback. Right. So this is what I'm saying. Drew Locke, in order to screw this up, they put around Jerry Judy. They drafted him. Who's even though he's a rookie, he's as pro ready as they come. I mean, you know, I, I've told you about that quote that um that Lamar Jackson when they asked him two years ago. Uh, who do you want to be your your what? Which wide receivers can we get you as you're going into your first year of starting? And he said, "Get me Marquise Brown or get me Jerry Judy the following year." Jerry Judy is a known pro ready receiver. There's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be good. All right, you already have Cortland Sutton, who we agree is a top 15, top 18 wide receiver in real NFL. Okay, you have we know all the weapons. Drew Locke would have to be a well below average quarterback to screw this up. Even if he's average, even if he's just like the. 17th best quarterback in the league, he's going to be fine for fantasy. There's too much around him, including Melvin Gordon, who can catch passes, Philip Lindsay, who can open it up. I'm just saying is that the the upgrades are so strong that he would have to be so bad to screw it up for fantasy. I think that we don't know if he's not so bad. But aren't you willing to bet on it at five yes, spots above ADP? I just want to say, in my 2QB league, again, I look at a Drew Locke as... The guy I'm really happy to have is my QB three that I have, but you can't get him there. So that's the issue for me. You know, when you're making your two QB league decision, you're you're saying, all right, should I take Drew Locke or should I take, I don't know, uh, Kirk Cousins or 
Ryan Tannehill, maybe, or Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I, all right. I'll yeah, give no, you, you're I, right. Although all those guys go in the same lot. You have to make that decision. Yeah. Do you want like the consistency, for example, of a Kirk Cousins who is good when they're throwing? Just, you know, that team is willing to run it a lot. I mean, yep. so he doesn't do that much. Yep. Or do you want to yeah. take a chance with Drew Locke, who should have the team to himself? There's no alternative. He's got weapons all over the place. But can he put it all together? I don't know. I feel like we have this discussion every year with different QBs. QBs that haven't done it yet. It takes me hammering you a little bit to get you to see it. And you know what? I'm telling you, those guys, they're not locks, no pun, to 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 do it. But we're trying to identify the guys that you can get later. Let's get a little ahead on ADP on them. Let's let's these are the guys that stood out to me as having a chance to be top 10 QBs. And we're not asking to do anything crazy. And in your one quarterback league, we're not asking you, we're, you know, we're just saying draft Dwayne Haskins. Drew Locke, we're saying get him in the ninth round instead of the 12th. We're just saying jump up a little. If you've waited on QB or if in your two QB leagues, get it, you know, that these guys have a chance. And if they strike out, listen, you, you, if they're, you're not going to win the league with Kirk Cousins anyway. Okay. You're, there we you're go. third place team. I'm going to conclude it here. All right. So here's the deal. I'm going to leave everybody who's listening, who's watching, who's who's whatever with this thought. You win your league by understanding what ADP is and pushing certain players above or below that in your rankings to get value or to avoid the bombs. Okay? So when it, you know, the relevance of a lot of this is you have to compare ADP to the to the ranking to understand all right this is a guy who we're not going to take, not because we think they're terrible, but because they're going higher than where they should. Here's a guy that we're going to grab and have in every fucking league. That's how you win your league because we're higher on them than everyone else. This has been successful. So good discussion. I enjoyed that. And we can have a full this whole show about that. But that is how you win your league. You have to draft against value and you have to be better. You have to beat it. So some of this says is comes back to what you just said. Sometimes that means you have to anticipate a player breaking out that hasn't quite done it yet. And if you and if you have other guys, geek, if if you, you listening, you the listener have other guys that just use the philosophy that I just talked yeah. about. The geek is underlining right now. It maybe it's your guy is Sam Darnold. Maybe your guy is someone else. Use what I just said to get ahead of the ADP, as you were just. That's saying. how you win your league. This is how we won our leagues last season by being on the right guys above their ADP. And and the, again, I won so many leagues last year. It was one of my most successful fantasy seasons ever because of Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott and Josh Allen and Arlene's. And, and it's unusual that the QB position is what's propelling a team to win, but that's what did it. So in leaving you with that, the DFS Army draft kit, it's live. It's being worked on. It's coming out. Slow drip. With the slow drip, we take our time, but we'll have early rankings with everything. QB ranks Here, are up there, man. QB well, ranks are yeah, up there. Dynasty rankings, ranks, dynasty way, ranks rookie, are up there. Rookie rankings, a lot of stuff is there. More coming. My part coming soon. Don't wait. Get signed up at DFSArmy.com. It's VIP. You'll get all this info. You can ask says, sit star questions in season. All of these great things. You want to win your leagues, this is the way to go. We're doing best ball leagues. We're doing dynasty leagues. Sports haven't fully fully returned yet and so it's a lot of fun nfl will be here this year and it's a lot of fun right now to get the edge early 
in these best ball leagues, in the NFFC, in whatever type of high-dollar league you're in. NFFC, they're drafting two quarterbacks in the first round. That's edge right there. That's edge right there. So get signed up at DFSArmy.com VIP. Our next episode will break down the running back position. Everybody's favorite. We're going to go through all the position groups here. These are early rankings. We're going to on this podcast. So make sure you like and subscribe to the Bold Calls Fantasy Football Podcast. If you like this stuff, if you like, if you want to win your league, do it. If you don't want to tell them where, let me tell them where. Go into the DFS Army podcast feed. Yeah. That's where the Bold Call podcast lives. DFS Army podcast feed. It's on Stitcher. It's on Apple. It's on Apple iTunes. It's everywhere. It's on YouTube, Spotify. You got to go to YouTube. And like and subscribe to the channel. We'll let you know when we go live. You can ask us a question live during the show. We might not answer it. I'll but answer it. Sometimes he'll, he'll type an answer. You know, no, I go back. I actually go back after it's over, after we, we conclude the live, and I go in and answer the question. Area, I love that. So all the questions are answered. Maybe not live on air. Right. But no, you'll get answered, just not live on this air. This is what we do. Bold calls. Like and subscribe. You'll be notified when we go live. And if you want to dominate your fantasy league this year, your best ball league, your dynasty league, whatever it is you're doing, we're going to help you. You're not going to get canned bullshit answers here. You're not going to get some fucking um, generic rankings. You're going to see bold calls. You're going to be see players massively different, uh, as we always do, than their ADPs, because we don't give a fuck about early ADP. This is where we can beat them. And you'll note that those ADPs will come a lot closer to what we're talking about towards the end of the season, because these are... Uh, plays that are well studied and well thought out. So um, check it out. Both calls, like and subscribe, and go to dfsarmor.com. Sign up as a VIP. We will be back next time to break down the running back position for myself. Season long says at Alan Seslowski. Yep. And on, on and also, if you're still listening, just go over to Instagram. Give me a follow, Alan Fantasy Football. Uh, I'm starting to build out the Instagram, and the DFS Army has an awesome Instagram as well. But just uh, you know, like I said, on Twitter at Alan Sislowski, on Twitter F Football Geek, and just head over to Instagram, Alan Fantasy Football. Give me a quick follow. I'm trying to build that up over there, and I'm putting out some real good content for DFS Army on my Instagram. I only post pictures of my cat on my Instagram. <laughs> And if you're on TikTok, I'm not not bullshitting you here. If you're on TikTok, Alan Sislowski on TikTok as well. Again, if you want to see Alan Sislowski dancing to yeah. Carol Baskin, killed her husband, put him in a basket, then you can go to TikTok where he is doing shirtless dances. Not true. Not true. All right, All right. man. Say goodbye. Take care. Take care, everyone. We'll be back next time breaking down that running back position. Good times.